Hi, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store for you. If you get a second and you can rate and review the show, we would really appreciate it. And as you know, we are saying a big old happy birthday to That Sounds Fun. Our little podcast turns six years old today. I I mean, I just don't really have words, and that almost never happens <laughs> for how grateful I am for all of you and to all of our guests who make this community so special. So thank you guys. We are so excited to continue making shows, to bring you 12 days of Christmas, as we always do, to celebrate today six years of you guys showing up here with me and my friends and us becoming one group of pals. And I'm just so thankful. Today on the show is a longtime friend, first-time visitor. I cannot believe it. Natalie Grant is here. Her new album, No Stranger, released this fall. But before we get into our conversation with Natalie, I just want to take a moment and tell you about one of our incredible partners, Brooklinen. If we've been friends for a while, you've probably heard me talk about Brooklyn and before, like embarrassingly a lot. From your bed to your bathroom, they've got your comfort covered. And this holiday is no exception. We're talking gifts that are soft, you guys. Gifts that are cozy. Gifts that give you a feeling of complete and utter serenity. And since we're all pretty much mm, staying at home, we might as well be comfortable, right? Lucky for us, Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year is coming soon. They have so many options, especially for gifting. The sheets, towels, and loungewear are all to die for. They've got candles and silk eye masks and scrunchies and the robes. You guys know how I feel about robes. They are so soft. There are gift card options too, so your loved ones can pick out exactly what they want. You may have heard me say this before, but I love my Brooklyn and sheets so much that I bought another set so that when that one's in the wash, the other one goes right on my bed. They're so soft and sometimes makes it a little too hard to get out of bed in the morning. Cozy up to Brooklyn's biggest sale of the year happening right now. Brooklyn is so confident of their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a 365-day warranty, y'all. Get huge savings and free shipping during Brooklyn's biggest sale of the year only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use the promo code SOUNDSFUN to let them know our show sent you. That's brooklinen.com and the promo code is sounds fun. And if you can't wait for the sale or if you're just hearing this and it's after Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you can still use my promo code sounds fun at brooklinen.com for 10% off and free shipping in the U.S. anytime. That's cool. I love that. And now for our special conversation on a podcast birthday with my friend and superstar, one of the best voices I've ever heard in my life. Here is our conversation with Natalie Grant. Hitting record, Natalie Grant. Welcome to the That Sounds Fun podcast. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to be here. My sincerest apologies that you haven't been here sooner. <laughs> How is that? Are you kidding? Oh, you're one of my favorites. I'm so sorry. I'm too busy listening. Yeah. Oh. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you're you. You're the best. Honestly, the um, best. Well, I'm just very glad you're here now. Well, we can for do. Me. I want to warn everyone this could go eight hours. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen here. We were here. already talking for like an hour before we started recording, solving all the world's problems in our own hearts and minds. We solved them all. If only people would listen. <sighs> One thing we didn't solve, the family, your family. Yes. The Herm's family. Is that the what Herm's family. Technically are? We are. COVID just oh my gosh. went rampant through y'all. Isn't COVID a funny thing? Not funny. No, it's an evil thing, actually. But I felt like we were the ones that were so careful, like really, really careful. And if to know my husband, he's a germ phobe yeah. pre-COVID, yeah. but now he's like possibly clinical. Right. Like he's straight up, what about Bob? Right. Like literally <laughs> there is hand gel and all the things in every little corner, every oh, area well of our done. house. But we got it anyway, and I think I got it from the doctor's office, which is even yeah. stranger because yeah. you're like, oh, my gosh. But so I got it. Bernie got it from me. But thankfully, none of our kids got it. Okay. And we were really praying hard for them to stay healthy because um, one of the twins, Gracie, is a, a serious asthmatic. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, I know some people with asthma who've recovered fine. I just don't want to find out how she's yeah, going to respond that's right. That's right. to it. And so, yeah, it was miserable there for a few days. But all in all, it was mild. How, yeah, I was going to say, how many days? Like, what did it feel like? Like so, the flu? it felt like the flu. For me, the way it started was just this random dry, like a tickle in my, like uh-huh. you know, like a tickle where you have to have a dry cough. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's allergies. It's mm-hmm. Nashville. I'm, mm-hmm. That's my allergies. Yeah. 
And then <laughs> the next day, so this was like on a Sunday night. So you're night. like, uh-oh, that yeah, feels that tickly. Yeah, that feels tickly, yeah. but that's allergies. Yeah. And then the next day, because I had nothing else, no fever. Then the next day, I was like, my back is achy. And it's not like back pain. It's like achy. And I was like, yeah. oh, well, no, no, no. Nah, no, nah, no nah. way. Yeah. Then that night, I was drinking. Did you start going like, I should stay home uh, uh-huh. just in case? Yep. Yeah. I was like, you know, just in case. I literally said to my husband that like that evening, I said, you know, I don't mean to be silly, but you, I don't know if you should sleep with me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you should sleep with me, babe. <laughs> You're like, for but, the first time. Yeah, for the first time ever. <laughs> but I just was like, I'm sure it's not. But just in case, like, yeah. let's just kind of be smart. And then as I was going to bed, I had been drinking an orange LaCroix. Yes. And I took a drink and I was like, that's gone flat or something. Like something's not right. And I was like, no, 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 no. I can't (laughs) taste it. And then I was like convincing myself, well, I think I can kind of taste. Like this isn't, I'm like, Natalie, you don't even have congestion in your nose. This isn't like a cold or something. I've heard that's the weirdest part. All of a sudden can't can't taste. taste. And then I couldn't smell. And Bernie gave me straight lemon juice. And I was like, I can tell it's sour, but I can't taste lemon. And then I was like, I have COVID. So we got the test the next day, and I was supposed to do a live recording with a worship artist named Brandon Lake, if you know who that is. Oh, I I like him so much. I like him so much, and I could still cry about it right now because I was so excited to do this with him, and it was that day, and I was like, I'm so sorry I have COVID. Uh, he was like, no. But, you know, you have to do what you have to do. And so it got worse from there, like, just the worst body aches of my life. Like, felt like just a really, like, your worst flu. Okay. And then that was about three or four days, five days. Well, they kind of all ran together. Five, six And you just, days. like, stayed in your room or stayed? Stayed in my room because okay. I couldn't be around the girls because I just didn't want to get them sick. But then Bernie got sick. Yeah. And his was different. Like, he had a really? little bit of aches, but then he never lost his taste or smell, but he got a cough. And his okay. was in his lungs. And so we're both fine now, but he's still, like, a lit not 100. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. that kind of lingering. And I even have that lingering fatigue where the only thing I can compare the fatigue to is, I don't know if you've ever had mono. No. But I had mono, and it's that feeling where you can't walk up the stairs. Like, why are my legs not working? Oh. It, <laughs> that so kind like, of fatigue. like mild flu feeling mm-hmm. of like, why can't I just do normal mm-hmm. things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it could be so much worse. So sure. I literally am so grateful. Sure. I'm grateful. But I don't know that we've had a lot of friends on here who have been through it. Yeah. And, and so right? I think the story that had it, the, the losing the sense and smell and taste is and it's that's still not everybody's back. like moment. That's what? the thing that's weird. So I feel like on the devil At wears all? no. I have a, <gasps> barely a hint of my taste. Like when I drink my coffee, I all of a sudden, yeah, uh, two days ago, I was like, I think I can tell it's coffee. I think I can tell. And then I'm like, wait, is, is that wishful thinking or can I uh-huh. tell? And I, so like, I can't still really taste. I mean, it's like kind of, and then this is the strangest thing, which I've not heard yet from someone. When I first wake up, I kind of have taste. And it goes away. And it, by dinner time, I have zero taste. So it's like, it starts out kind of okay. And then it, goes back to being bad again. So I'm like, why is... And it's In the a, morning, it's, you should be eating the best <laughs> and, and like the most delicious. And at dinner, you should be on a diet. Right. No, <laughs> like literally, I feel like like on The Devil Wears Prada when she says, I'm just one stomach flu away from my perfect dress size. I'm like, I'm just one COVID-19 away from my perfect dress size. <laughs> I didn't mean that, Lord. I didn't mean it at all. I should have stopped saying that. Well, you won't get it again. That. Don't worry. It's I know, one and right? done, right? I or- will. So the doctor said, hey, so what they're finding now is that you're only immune for two months. Oh, and I wow. was like, huh, um, okay, yeah. so um, that sucks. But what do you – so let's talk deeply about COVID-19. Yes. What is the Lord saying to you in this? What have you learned in 2020 that is unique oh. to this year? Wow. Well, a couple – I think I've learned a lot of things as a mom. You know, I've got three girls and – I think my personality type is I am an optimist by nature. So it's just kind of how I'm wired. I'm always going to see the glass half full. Mm -hmm. And and as a result of that, I'm always going to try to make lemonade out of lemons. It's just – which it can be a really great trait. And it can be nauseatingly annoying for people – 
when you're always that way. Mm-hmm. And yet I feel like when we first went to lockdown, right, and my kids are getting out of school, I am like lemonade out of lemons. We're going to like make up family games. We're going to do paint by numbers. Yeah. We're going to like, yeah. this is going to be so great. And I noticed my kids getting super angsty, like about, mm, like they were okay for the first couple of weeks, but it was like a weird angsty. It wasn't just like, oh, we're going stir crazy because we're stuck in the house. Yeah. And I learned that I had not given them time to grieve, like to right. to really just voice their frustration, voice why and they're what are disappointed. Their ages? The twins are the twins are thirteen, okay. and Sadie's nine. Okay, and they like you know it was Gracie who's one of the twins. It was her first year in drama, and she was yeah. going to get to do you know Beauty and the Beast, and she got to choreograph it because she's a dancer, and she didn't get to do it anymore. And it was all these things, this disappointment that I was so busy trying to make everything positive Mm. that I just didn't give them a moment. And I think that for me was a real life lesson that actually grief is something that can be really healthy. And when you skip it, (laughs) it's, it's not that you want to sit in your grief all the time, but, and I think that was the thing for me with them even was, Hey, Let's talk about what you're sad about. And when I just said that, like, hey, what are you disappointed about? It was like the floodgates. They were really? sobbing. And, oh, my gosh. And, but it was awesome. so good from them, yeah. for them. And it was like it was actually a turnaround yeah. for them. And the lemonade was coming out of them actually getting to talk about the lemons instead of me yeah. trying to go, there's no lemons. Look, we're painting by number. <laughs> we do. It's amazing. Do you know your Enneagram number? I am an eight. You're an eight. But I'm a seven wing. With a strong seven wing, yeah. And the thing is, is that I have an exact tie mm-hmm. between an eight and a two. And somebody was telling me that's because a healthy eight goes, I don't know as, as much about it, yeah. but that a healthy eight goes to a, a two, they go to a two in health. Yeah. So they said, well, maybe that's just because you're a healthy eight. And I was like, well, <laughs> not always, but, um, <laughs> but I think that maybe the two is my grown up self. Oh, sure. But the eight is my younger self mm-hmm. because now I've got kids. So, of course, you've earned You have to. Her. Yeah, I mean, you just have yeah, to. I don't tell right. me a mom that's not has some two in her. Uh, thank you. Right. So, but I think that seven wing is pretty because I was only like a point off from, so yes. I think seven wings. I'm the similar. Strong. I'm a seven with an almost equal eight. So, okay. if I wasn't so okay. publicly a seven, there's so totally. moments where I'm like, I might be an eight. Totally. That's yes. like basically same. Yes. And so, <laughs> that makes, thank you. That makes a ton of sense to me that that, that was your experience yes. in COVID. And so that's just, you know, like, I think something that was important for me. And then I think, too, the importance of, and this isn't just, like, what a what a year, right? Because COVID was just the beginning. And then how, how come we had to have COVID in an election in the same year? You're like, right. can we not space this out just a tad? Right. Because we were so raw already mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. COVID. But I think that learning to I'm I'm usually not shy with my opinions. My husband always says, if you want to know what Natalie's thinking, just wait 30 seconds and she'll tell you. <laughs> so that's great. Um, but I think that I've really had a moment where I feel like Holy Spirit has been teaching me how to have self-control. Mm. And I'm real that I really lack that. I mean, yeah. I I really do. Yeah. And I think just even recognizing that in a new way and having time where you aren't with people. Mm-hmm. So as much as you'd like to smack them through the internet, you can't. So yeah. you have to just sit with your frustration. It's actually good because it mm-hmm. teaches you you don't always ha- you can actually sit with your frustration and you don't have to tell everybody about it. Yeah, that's and that, right. That's been good for me. Yeah, actually, your pastor Alex Seeley has yes. been on the show a couple of times. Oh. I, we just love Alex and Henry. <laughs> she, they're amazing. They're and amazing. She is truth bomb. Amazing. Yes, she, yes. she is. If you want to know what Alex <laughs> yes. thinks, wait yeah, thirty totally, seconds. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And which I appreciate. But tell me what it's like to be pastored. I mean, you pastor a lot of people through your music. Mm. I mean, this new album, No Stranger, I I texted you when I started listening. I was like, (laughs) Natalie, I can't listen to anything else. I'm a mess in my house. You're pastoring people all the time. Mm. And I, I, and we both were Mm. at the same church at the same time when our pastor left. Yes. And so we both were suddenly unpastored. Yes. And now we both are pastored again really well. Yes. So tell me what it is like to have been pastored through COVID. Oh, you know, I think one of the things that was really beautiful was remembering that the church is not a building. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny because you can say that. (laughs) 
you can say it. You can get a journal that says it or a T-shirt <laughs> right. that says it. And we you just said it to people like right? on a like serving all the time. Saturday. Like, oh, yeah. it's exactly yeah. a serving Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. The church is in the building. Say, yeah, it's, it's us out here. It's us out here, guys. <laughs> and I feel like, too, like always saying that you're doing something for an audience of one as a worship leader, especially. Gross. Like, that's just always what you say, right? Yes. Oh, it's just for an audience of one, guys. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. It's mm-hmm. for people in there. And you feed. God will give you the- more than you can handle. <laughs> God won't give you more All than you can the handle. one-liners that need to be flushed <laughs> down the toilet. Literally. Until you have the chance to actually live them. And you're right. like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things that uh, were beautiful to me. And that was learning that that in real time, the mm-hmm. church is not a building. That you can still feel connected as much as you. I am so glad that we're meeting again um, as a church and I know not everybody gets to around the country, but our church is meeting again with like, you know, 50% capacity all or all the rules. Yes, that's true. But, but as beautiful as that is, and I would never want to do long term, but still, I think even having a discipline of choosing mm. to still, okay, I'm going to stream in. And we would notice, it's so funny, through like when you f- first couple of weeks of online church, it was, we're all standing up. When it's on in our living room and we're like worshiping and we're like engaged. And by like week five, we had popcorn and we're like (laughs) in our pajama like, oh my gosh, I wonder what's on today's episode of church. That's right. And like you're just like watching a movie. And I feel like, you know, again, it was learning that discipline of, okay, we are such – uh, we are so used to being entertained, mm-hmm. even just as consumers. But yeah. the church, we're, we're consumers in church. Yeah. But we're just ready for people to feed us, feed us, feed us. And when you have to have a discipline of, no, it's actually a choice mm-hmm. to step in and engage when you can't be in the comfort of what you're used to. Um, and then I think also watching uh, Pastor Alex and Pastor Henry in this season with grace and love, but in a, I mean, our church is, is, is divided in, I mean that in the way that some people believe this about masks and other people believe this about masks. And some people believe about this political candidate, which, and some people believe about this. And some people think that the virus is real. And some people think that the virus is not real. Mm -hmm. Bill Gates made it or whatever it is that people are thinking. And you're like, how do you, so watching them pastor in this season, not just pastor me, but just pastor with integrity mm-hmm. and character, uh, vulnerability, yeah. admitting they don't have all the answers, but yet still bringing people back to the word. I mm-hmm. think, you know, you don't always get to see exactly what your pastors are made of. Yeah. Um, and in this season, I think for a lot of us, seeing seeing that, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing, yeah. a beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful. Did y'all? Well, I'll tell you this: the first week we could go back. Yes, I watched online. Yes, and halfway through the first service, I mean, the Holy Spirit in me was like, "Go to church." And, I mean, well, it was so strong in me that church. I was like, "Is my house going to burn down while I'm gone?" Because I'm that oh convinced gosh. I'm not oh. supposed to be in this building and I'm supposed to be in that building. Yes, I have had a hard time, and I am one of the teachers. Yes, and I've had a hard time getting back in the rhythm of going to church yes. instead of. Using my 55 minutes while yes. I'm making lunch. or Have you all struggled with that, getting yeah. back in the rhythm? So I would not say that my family has struggled as much because my kids were so desperate. Now, if I didn't have kids, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. You know, but the girls but are just so the ready. The girls are so ready. They were so ready for their friends. They were so ready for community. Yeah. And as parents, we were so ready to drop them off. <laughs> so it was like... <laughs> Um, do we actually have to stay for service? Because we're just going to drop right, them off. We're going to go like, to brunch. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> if you're a parent, don't even act like you haven't done that at some point because you know you have. Um, but I think that part was didn't make it as hard for us as a family, but I have watched us as a church. Yeah. We've seen people, or I guess what we should say is we haven't seen yeah. some people that have been lifers, mm-hmm. you know, 
in our church that is just like all of a sudden you're disconnected and you just kind of got used to it. Yes. You just got used to like, hey, online church isn't so bad. This is actually great. Yeah. We can watch at home. We can be, you know, and I think that's the part. We've had ton more visitors than ever. But yeah. you're like, where, where are our, our people? people? Yeah. <laughs> where are our people? Yeah. So it's slowly coming back. But I think just that encouragement of, okay, even if online church is what's working for you in this season, be connected in some way, mm-hmm. somehow, mm-hmm. like because that is important for everyone's life. Is I to mean, have even if we didn't have church for thirty-two weekends, oh my goodness! And so even <gasps> it takes twenty-one days to make a habit, yes, or break a habit. It takes yep. a minute for me to yeah, break no, a habit, yeah, right? Exactly. Twenty-one days to make a new habit. We have twenty-one Sundays plus, wow. right, to make a new habit. And so yes. I'm having to say to myself, like, <gasps> you need to I rebuild never your habit. About it that way. So That's many exactly, of my friends, yeah. I it's know. just a new habit for them. It's it's actually their thing. They just get up. They watch this yes. service. I had a I totally new Sunday because like we weren't you yep. and I weren't on the road. No. We weren't anywhere. No. So Will we I... ever go back on the road? I'm not sure. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're selling uh, tickets like you I are. Know, like, <laughs> we're trying. We're, we're trying. Well, we're too. trying. Who I know. knows what it'll be like. I know. But, and, you know. And, and and so I had these new Sunday rhythms of like yes. I get up and I watch church and then I watch this other church that yes. I don't go to and then I sweep my porch. No, and you're right. I just had these all new rhythms. That I'm having to unlock. Yes. Because I've locked them in place. Yes. I'm having to unlock them and go back to yes. church. And my oh house my did not gosh. burn down. <laughs> I did not meet my husband at church. All these things that I thought might have happened that, that, Sunday, happened that Sunday. I was like, no, there is God a was just reason. calling on you. Just get to church. The Lord was like, just get your butt yeah, off the couch. <laughs> you can go. Exactly. Remember when you cried at Easter? <laughs> go to church. Oh my gosh. Hey, friends, taking a short break from this conversation with Natalie to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Native. We talk a lot around here about taking care of our whole selves, heart, mind, spirit, and body. Well, I love that Native makes personal care products that are better for our bodies. In my effort to be the healthiest Annie possible, I've been on the hunt for a non-toxic deodorant that actually works. (laughs) Well, the search is over since I found Native. Native deodorant is filled with ingredients found in nature, such as coconut oil for its antimicrobial properties, shea butter for moisturizing, and tapioca starch to absorb wetness. And like I said, it's formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc, which can clog your sweat glands and keep you from sweating. Native has a huge variety of scents for both men and women. Plus, they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. Okay, right now, they've got a new holiday scent called Candy Cane. And a Candy Cane gift set that makes for a great gift option. I mean, really, all Native products would make awesome stocking stuffers. Native's classic deodorant scents include coconut and vanilla, lavender rose, cucumber mint, and citrus and herbal. They also offer an unscented formula and baking soda free formula for people who are sensitive to those ingredients. The coconut vanilla scent, y'all, it's my favorite. I mean, I like that candy cane. It, but that coconut vanilla smells so great. It's super moisturizing, and I'm grateful that worrying about harmful ingredients in my deodorant isn't one of the things that's taking up space in my brain right now. So I'm looking at my coconut vanilla and my candy cane and picking each day, and I am happy. You can give the gift of Native by going to nativedo.com slash that sounds fun or use the promo code that sounds fun and get 20% off your first order. That is a lot of stocking stuffers you can knock out, you guys. Make sure to order before December 7th to get your products in time for Christmas. That's nativedo.com slash that sounds fun or enter that sounds fun at checkout for 20% off your first order. And now back to our conversation with Natalie. So for our friends listening who've never been to church, yeah, why is this the right time to try to go? You know, I feel like, number one, because when you're in a season of lockdown, some of you have been in a season of lockdown before we were in an actual mm. literal lockdown. <laughs> your your emotions are locked down because yeah. I, I hate... I hate how many people have actually been hurt by the church. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've, yeah. they've been hurt. So they'll, I hear from people all the time that'll be like, come to a show, and then they'll message me and be like, oh my gosh, I loved it. It's my first time going into a church in like 10 years, but yeah. I loved coming to see your show. And you're just like, oh, they're like, no, I love Jesus, but it's not like you can't have a relationship with Jesus if you're not in the church, yeah. but you're just not, I believe, you're not going to be fully. 
saved? Yes. Relationship with Christ? Yes. But can you actually experience the fullness Mm -hmm. that he has for Mm -hmm. you when you're not doing all of the things he asks? And he says, don't don't forsake it. Like, get together with other believers. And I feel like that community is important. And you know what? I can't tell you the church won't hurt you Mm because it's full of people that fail all. I mean, we've been hurt by the church. We've been hurt. Yeah. Really hurt around you know? this table of two is yes. a pile of hurt yeah. by the church. Yeah, a pile of hurt. Yeah, but at the same time, you realize, yeah, but God, it's still God's idea. That's I right. feel like in this season too, where the church feels unusually divided, actually makes me cry. Sorry, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> I've been so reminded in this season how much um, Jesus loves His bride, mm-hmm. how much He really loves His bride, mm-hmm. and you actually discipline those that you love. And I think of that as a mom. I'm always like, well, wait a second. You know, we don't want the discipline as a believer. But as a parent, I'm like, oh, no, I got to give the discipline. I got to give the discipline because of how much I love you. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to stay in this place that you find yourself. I actually want you to move to this other place that I have for you. And I feel like even in this season where all of the unrest and division and fighting the Lord is weeping, saying, yeah. this is not whether left or right. I'm I'm actually in the center and I'm trying to bring you back here. I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to bring you back to this place where I am. And I I, you know, I'm disheartened by everything you see, and yet at the same time, I'm reminded how much Jesus loves the church. And because yeah, I would imagine there the are people who haven't gone back yet or haven't gone mm-hmm. yes. because they're afraid the people sitting around them, they would never say, I don't want to sit next to someone who voted differently than me. Right. That's not what people would say, no. but they would say, I'm afraid in this election that, that the things we voted opposite on are too deep are too deep for us to sit next to each other at church. So I don't know that I can go to that church right. because of what people there may believe right. politically. Right. And and my encouragement, and from what you're saying too, our encouragement would be, just just go sit anyway. Yeah, go sit, go anyway. sit anyway. Because we've lost the art of being able to to disagree. It's actually okay yeah. to disagree. It's yeah. okay. It's you can actually still be in fellowship with someone. I don't know when that like I was trying to explain to my girls who are not of a voting age yet that when you go in to vote that you step into this little, it's not a, a room, but there's dividers up. Mm-hmm. And and the per, there's people right next to you on either side that are voting, but there's dividers up because your vote is between you and the voting pad. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, we turned it into, we go in to vote and we've got the dividers up. We come out of there and there's no <laughs> dividers. We're like, this is who I voted for and who you should vote for. And yeah. And, it, like, I watched my parents, and there was a day and age where your vote was private. Mm-hmm. Like, you went in, you you voted your conscience, and you mm-hmm. came out, and you prayed for your, whoever the leader became. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden, it's become so highly charged, and it's become so a part of the church. And I don't—we I don't. We could sit here and talk all day about how we got here, and, and everybody has a different opinion, maybe, about why we're here or— that we should be here or that we shouldn't be here, I just always go back to Jesus. And I go, mm. what did he show us? Like, yeah. what did he show us, you know? And and I guess I would challenge to those that are in the church, we talk so much about God's man for the job, for the oval, mm. right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is God's person or pray for the, pray for your, yes, the Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. Like, once or twice, or I, I don't know, yeah. you, you're, you're far more of a no, Bible scholar than me, it, but no. how many times does it say, right? Like, just mm-hmm. submit to those who are in authority mm-hmm. and, and pray for them, right? How many times does it say to pray for those who are actually leading our souls? Like, mm. pray for our pastors, yeah. pray for our church leaders, pray yeah. for... And I just think, what would happen if all of us that are talking so much about praying for a president, what if we actually all prayed for our pastors that mm-hmm. way? Which is actually, revival doesn't come through a government leader, guys. It's not going to come through who's elected. Whether it was your person or not, revival is going to come through us. And we're the church, right? So it's like, I feel like that is... For somebody. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Somebody. And we love talking about <laughs> revival around here. It's yes. for me too. I mean, yes. revival is a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a, it's real, a real thing. thing. And I think sometimes, though, we're, we're seeking it mm-hmm. so much instead of embracing that 
revival is here. Like, mm. you know, there was something that recently came through Nashville and it was like, a, we're bringing revival to your city or we're bringing revival. And I'm like, hey, so those of us that are here in Nashville <laughs> and are a part of the church of Nashville, which yeah. hasn't been closed down for a while, uh-huh. you know, uh, never closed down. Our church is really never fully closed down. It yeah. was by choice. We're, we're like, we're, we're good. We're yeah. here doing the we're work, serving. right? We're, 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 yeah. we're here. Yeah. And revival is here. We're, yeah. we're actually living it out. Yeah. So thank you for your heart, but you don't need to bring it here because yeah. we're here doing it. We're doing you it. Know? Yeah. And I feel like. For you, that whatever town you're in, you don't have to beg God to bring it mm-hmm. to your town through somebody else. He's going to mm-hmm. bring it through you. Something we've talked about at church is you can is looking for snapshots of revival. Yes, like if you were Why if you're not? taking a picture of a if if in, in a world where we can all be in a stadium. Yes, <laughs> you're going to take a different picture than someone else. Yes, even if you are seeing the same thing. And so we talk a lot about what's a snapshot you're seeing. And so we'll yes. be like, well, I mean, one person said. This conversation I had with my mom was a snapshot of revival. Oh. And another one, another person said, I saw these kids praying together in the Sunday school room. That's a snapshot oh, of revival. Oh my gosh. And so it just really changes your perspective in whatever town you live in. If you go, even the roads being repaired, yes. when the city you live in prospers, yes. that's a snapshot of oh, revival. Oh, that's beautiful. And so you go, man, all these people outside of my office are yes. all being employed. They all have oh work. My gosh. They are right outside of us, so I can pray over them every time they drive by oh, and are I repairing that, this road. Amy. And and they are making our roadways better. This is actually a snapshot of revival oh that gosh. the road's getting repaired. I'm stealing all of that. Right? And taking <laughs> it with me and telling everybody I know. That's actually so That's good. That's it. That's right? it, though. That's what we've lost. Yeah. I feel like a little bit is viewing it like that, like God's. What was that, that Bible study forever ago that everybody did? Find where God is working and join Him instead uh-huh, of asking uh-huh. Him to join you. Is yes. it experiencing God? Experiencing yeah, God. exactly. Blackaby. Yes, Blackaby? Yeah. yes. And I feel like that we've lost that a little yeah. bit of like actually we're always looking for like an emotional yes. outpouring. Which I mean, I am clearly an emotional person. Same-sies. So I'm always looking for that emotional. Or we're expecting like, the stadium to fill. Yes, and that's the only the a, big a worship crowd. Movement. Yeah. Like like revival only comes through the right. Like, like it's going to come through music. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, the Spirit of God comes when we worship and, and something really miraculous happens when we have that opportunity to worship God through music. But that's not the only way to worship God. Yeah. And so I think just that, I'm taking that, Andy. That was beautiful. <laughs> that <laughs> you was, can have was it. powerful. You can have it. That was powerful. Every time I see people get to do their jobs <laughs> oh right now, gosh, I'm like, we are on. in revival. That's um, beautiful. Talk about worshiping at home. Because yeah. for starters, you and Bernie did songs all through <laughs> COVID for us. Yes. I mean, there were a couple of those that I would just play, especially early oh. when we were all stuck at home. Yes. And I would just cry and I would just repeat <laughs> it. And your new album, No Stranger. Mm. I mean, there are people right now who are quarantined, yeah. who are in isolation because they're sick, yes. who will spend I, – I, I just – have been so thoughtful of the people who will get COVID in the next two weeks uh, and yes. will do Thanksgiving alone. Oh my gosh. Right? So oh now, I don't gosh. want that to happen to anybody. No. But what is the power of worship at home? What's the power of putting an album on at home? Talk about atmosphere. Yeah. Stuff. You know, I think the thing is about worship and depending on, on your upbringing, your own experience, I think uh, we've seen a little bit of the excess of it. And so some people are all for it. Some people are a little scared of it. They're yeah. like, oh, what do you mean by atmosphere? What do you yeah. mean by like, uh, like it sounds a little mystic. It's 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 really not. Like the presence of God, there, there's two kinds of presence, right? It's like omnipresent, which is him at all places, at all times, mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there's his manifest presence, which is his presence made known. Yeah. And I feel like the manifest presence, um, you look back, at, um, I'm not much of an Old Testament girl because I love reading about Jesus unless it's the Psalms. And yes. that's just because they're emotional basket cases like me, <laughs> the people that wrote the Psalms. <laughs> yes, so I'm like, I so get you. But in Exodus, even when Moses is like, right, they're going, they're, they're trying to get to the promised land. And because of their sin, God's like, I'm going to hold my presence back from you. Mm. And he says, but show me your glorious, glorious presence. Show me your glorious presence. He was not talking about the omnipresence. He was talking about his presence made known. Like yeah. I, we need to know your presence. And I feel like worship through music 
is one of the ways you experience his presence made known. Mm -hmm. And when you're at home and when you're isolated or when you're overwhelmed or when you're, I mean, I am a panicked flyer. I haven't had to fly in a plane for a while, but, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. There have been multiple times where I'm on an airplane and I am singing at the top of my lungs with my, if that plane starts shaking, I'm like singing as loud as I You know, that's one of my favorite Angie Smith stories that she tells all the time. (laughs) When y'all both yelled at the same time and you said Jesus and and she did it. And she did not. She... She, she told that not. on Matthew West podcast a couple weeks ago, and I died. I mean, I've heard her tell it a ton, but oh, I died. Oh yeah. my gosh! But yes. so I feel like when you allow yourself to come into praise, and that's why filling your house, your car, your heart, whatever it is, your AirPods yeah. with music that is worship music. It just kind of sets your—worship isn't a magic potion. It's not like it makes your circumstances change. It it makes your problems disappear. It shifts your perspective. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, when you're worshiping, it's a little bit impossible to worship God. So your focus is worshiping. So when you're worshiping, you're just thinking about Him. It really is impossible to panic at that same time. doesn't mean uh, panic doesn't happen before or it's not going to come back after because right. it's not a magic potion. But when you're worshiping, when you're just fully worshiping God, you're just talking about His holiness, mm-hmm. talking about His goodness, mm-hmm. talking about His faithfulness. And you're doing you, – you can't be panicked. You yeah. can't have anxiety. You can't – You it's impossible for those things to exist at the same time. And so I feel like the more that you spend time worshiping – all of those things that you're struggling with, especially emotionally, um, they just diminish. Yeah. They just diminish yeah. in the light of his glory and grace. As it says, right. It just right. diminishes. Right. Doesn't disappear. I wish it did, but <laughs> right. it, I wish it was a magic potion like that. But but it isn't. And I feel like worship wins the war. And when you even just think about what what is that story in the old testament? It's not in San- uh, oh, you know what I'm talking about. Jehoshaphat, and they're going out in the army, like, uh-huh. I, I and the army ends up killing himself. Yeah, killing. Uh, it, it, they start to sing. They, oh, they yes, send, yes, They yes. send all the skinny jean wearing people yeah. out first. <laughs> I'm like, they're for sure going to die. Yeah. Don't send the musicians out first. That's right. The musicians for sure don't know how to fight. <laughs> That's how you know it was an act of God, because they began to worship, and yeah. the enemy fell yeah. and died just from their praise. Yeah. And I feel like when you remember that's a weapon that we have. That's it. Um, that's literally what I just turned to in your liner notes is the My Weapon song. Yes. Because that one on this album, that <laughs> one that one doesn't play. I mean, if you put that one on, I just want to read right. people the chorus. Your presence is my greatest weapon, yes. pushing back the darkness, breaking every chain. My worship opens up the heavens, crushing every stronghold when I speak your name. Your presence is my weapon. I mean, that's yes. like... That's yes, it. But it is, though. It is. It, that's the thing. Yeah. It, it, it is like our weapon and his presence through the word and mm-hmm. his presence. Like that's how we experience his manifest presence. Yeah. And I feel like even before COVID, just I I felt like the Lord had been really revealing to me just a greater understanding of his presence. And really for me, it was because I was diagnosed with cancer a few years ago. And, you know, I knew I was going to be fine from it. The cancer was going to, they were going to get it out, but the tumor was pressing against my vocal nerve and they thought I would never sing again. And in that moment when you are, are faced with fear, panic, you always say, I mean, I would say to anybody who would listen to me, oh, Singing is not who I am. It's just what I do. Yes. Like, I am a child of God, and uh-huh. I, my identity is firmly planted until they said you may never sing again. And I was like, I'm lying. It's totally who I am. It's it is totally the center of me. <laughs> and then it was like, exactly. The Lord's like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to give you the opportunity to actually learn for real. Yes. It's not who you yes. are. And that comes through experiencing His presence. So I'd already been studying His presence. So these songs were written before we ever went into this season. And it's funny because the record... Really? Oh, yeah. It was written long before COVID. 2018 and 2019. And it was supposed to come out and it got pushed and pushed and pushed. And then they're like, we're going to put it out. I'm like, we are in the middle of... Yes. What do you mean you're going to put out a record when you can't even go tour it? You can't... It doesn't make any sense. And then it was like, oh, wait a second. It's because these songs were were created were in my yes. night season for a bunch of other people's night seasons. And yes. The Lord just, his timing's perfect. So Something Lisa said yesterday is she said, when we recorded, she said the 
when I think about the hard things in my life, yes, sometimes you think people in ministry that it's the enemy coming against us because of what we've signed up for. Yes. And she said, what if God always knew what the enemy would bring against you? And so he built your life. Oh my gosh. In a way that you would. And I just think, I agree what, so if, what if the Lord always knew that, because he can see everything, that cancer would be a part of your story. So he built your life. Yes. So that your voice would be what glorifies him. This is speaking to me right now because I have been in the last few weeks just, you know, sometimes we subscribe to a certain theology of, and and it's not that there's anything wrong if this is what you think is this is what I've always thought is that God never causes bad things. That's right. Right. Because he's God and he's good. Mm-hmm. He never causes. He just, he, well, yes, he allows. He allows. He allows. We got a little pile of words mm-hmm. people need to throw mm-hmm. away. Yeah. And I've been reading the word and going, okay, what about the, the, the scripture that says he laid burdens on our backs? Mm. Or he, there's certain things. And so I'm not sitting here saying I haven't figured it out because I don't. So am I saying here saying God causes cancer? Well, no, I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't, I right. can't say those things. I don't know. But I go back to the thing I said earlier where I discipline my children and I know it's going to hurt them. Mm. I know it's going to hurt them, but I know what it's going to produce mm-hmm. out of the pain mm-hmm. is something far more beautiful than if I never brought the pain. Yeah. And then I go, well, if we're um, as a parent, a mirror to our children of who God is, why do we run around saying that he never does these things. Mm-hmm. He's not doing it because he's mean or cruel. It's because he knows it's going to produce in us mm-hmm. the thing that it needs to produce mm-hmm. to actually bring us to full victory. Yeah. So please hear me. I'm not saying, <laughs> I don't have it all figured out. You're more right, the theologian right, right. than me. No, no, no. But why do we always think that God never does those things? And I go even to that the story at the end of Matthew where it's the, you know, uh, Jesus walked on water and Peter walked on water. Yeah. And so we get to that miracle and we always want to jump to that part of the story mm-hmm. where, oh, his faith and he walked on the water and we we love the miracles. Mm. We don't always love to think about what came before you get there. <laughs> and if you go back and you read that, you're like, okay, well, a miracle just happened, right? They were up on the mountain. He fed a bunch of people <laughs> with loaves of fish and, yeah. I mean, loaves of bread and fish. And then he said, I'm going to stay back and pray. And he insisted that they go. And they wanted, they were like, no, come with us. And mm-hmm. he was like, mm-mm. Do you think Jesus didn't know he was sending them into a storm? Into a storm. Of course yeah, he did. Of course he did. Of course he knew that he was sending them into, sending them, not allowing them, mm-hmm. sending them. He insisted that they go. Yeah. So he was sending them into a path of danger, mm. knowing they were still going to come out okay. Right. But that in the path of danger for a moment, it produced something in them that never would have if they stayed back on the on the mountain. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think sometimes we always, we, we put Jesus on a love seat because it makes us feel good. We, we make him cuddly and like, yeah. you are my BFF. I mean, I've written songs like that where yeah. so much of our worship songs are Which about, is also true too. Yes, he is, true, he, right? he, he is our best friend yeah. and he is are, you know, that friends that sticks closer than a brother. And I feel like sometimes, though, even the songs, our worship songs, are so me, 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 me. Thank you for me, 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 I struggle with all the me worship songs. And then I'm like, well, wait a second. We got Jesus on a love seat instead of on a throne. And I think that when you keep him on the love seat too long, it you don't see him for fully who he is and that he's on a throne and that just because he's put you in danger for a minute or just because he's allowed you, however you want to frame it, he's still sovereign. So he allowed it. He took you. I don't know how he did it. I don't have it all figured out. I just know that it's out of his love always, Mm -hmm. always out of his love and what it produces in us. And what we know from working out, you and I both are trainers and such, but what we do (laughs) know is that when you work out, what it actually does is break down the muscle to build the muscle. Yes. And, and we always forget that what happens in the physical is what happens in the spiritual. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So if you pay attention to your body, yes. your body, the the way you get stronger yes. is by letting hard work tear some things yes. apart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Third Love. Okay, one of the funny things I miss about getting to travel and speak and be at events is when you ladies come up to me and tell me you're wearing your third love bra and how much you love it. Y'all crack me up, but you're right. Third love is the real deal. Bras that are high quality and actually comfortable. 
So many of you tell me that their signature details like memory foam cups and no slip straps and the scratch-free band make them your absolute favorites. Be sure to check out all their exclusive styles from modern stripes to lace that actually feels soft to their number one rated 24-7 classic t-shirt bra by visiting thirdlove.com. And if you're not sure about your size, you can take Third Love's online Fit Finder quiz to find the size and styles that are right for you. It's a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in only 60 seconds. And over 15 million women have taken the quiz to date. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for every woman. So right now, they're offering my friends 10% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 10% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 10% off today. And now back to our conversation with Natalie. I don't know if we've talked about this, but I, um, my friends listening know, cause a lot of them have jumped in, but I've read the gospels every month this year. Oh, come on. So I'm on my 11th loop and that's, and so I've read three, three chapters a day for the whole year. Oh and Jesus is fascinating. Oh my gosh. This for so, every month, something different stands out. So I write in the back of my Bible, I, I, I'll send you a picture, but I write in the back of my Bible each month, the like thing that stood out to me about him, yes. the longer I know him the, in yes. this year, the more his like. Oh, I would not have liked that. No, I, no. I've had, this month has been these like, oh wait, oh, oh. I wouldn't have agreed with that. <laughs> I would have agreed with uh-huh. Peter. Uh-huh. I would have agreed with you know. And then you go, oh yeah, Jesus was yes. is not on a love seat. He's on a throne. Right. He's not on a love seat. He's on a yes. throne. He is all the way God. He knows what we yes. don't know. And he was a human that I would have gotten frustrated yes. with. Yes, yeah. I just, I had, I just it took me till have. November. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, you're bugging me, yeah, man. <laughs> that ain't that ain't the right way. Because when when he's mm-hmm. like. You'll be on thrones, and you'll have, and then, and then, mm-hmm. oh, of course, the oh. disciples thought he was gonna turn take over. Yes, because he kept saying things. Cause he, yes, because he kept saying <laughs> it. That implied he was gonna take yes. over. It's he's fascinating. I need to do that. He's fascinating, actually. Yes, yes. I mean, you. Yeah, it changed. Yeah, it's changed because it kind of mess you up because we get the highlight reel. Yeah, we really do. Where it's like the highlight. I could. I. I don't know the ins and outs perfectly, but I know all the highlight reel mm-hmm. of Jesus mm-hmm. and all the stuff that's all the really good stuff. Yeah, the miracles. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good stuff. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. We love we the miracles. We don't talk a lot about when he put him out to sea. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm like, oh, Jesus, that's what this is. You put me out to yes, sea. Now yes, I understand. Yes. And we love to talk about yeah. our righteous anger. And then we forget yeah. that the only time he really showed that anger was at us. Uh-huh. At the Christian. Yeah, right yeah. now. It's problematic. It is. Um, okay. What the song, Praise You in the Storm. Oh, yes. I mean, <gasps> we've known that song for 20 years. And yet somehow you made it a tearjerker again. <laughs> so that song, so uh, the original obviously recorded by Casting Crowns. Yes. And my husband wrote that song. So my husband wrote it with Mark Hall. In literally 2005. Yes. So 15 years ago. Yes, yes. 2005. And then, I'll never forget then, it was because Mark Hall, uh, for those who don't know, he is also a youth pastor and has yeah. been all of these years, which is which is beyond one of me. my favorite things in all of the world. I know. You're like, that's why he's the real. I know, but um, because how does anybody do youth ministry, let alone for all these? Thank years? you for all these years and be Mark from Casting I mean, Crowns. Come on. And he's like, what? Yeah, it's wild. But he's fantastic. But that song was because um, a girl in his youth group got cancer, and it was actually written for her family when she died. Oh and, wow! And the prayer wasn't answered. And it wasn't, it was like, okay, I'm still going to praise you in the storm. And the song never, ever gives you the happy ending. I'm going to praise you in the storm, and then the sun's going to come out, and there's going to be a rainbow, and there's going to be a pot of gold at the end of it. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. And I think, again, we always do that. We like to wrap things up with a bow and like be like, oh, we just packaged this like grace of Jesus up in a nice, neat little package. And so I loved the song then. But then fast forward to when I was diagnosed with cancer, and it just, it became new to my husband and I both. And we found ourselves listening to it, and he would weep and go, I, if you would have told me in 2005, Mm. when I wrote this, that, you know, at that point, 12 years later, I was going to listen to it and be like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And that's when you know it's a good song too, or a good book, or whatever it is that you've written, Mm -hmm. because it stands the test of time. And it doesn't even, it's not trendy or for a moment, it's actually for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And 
And so we, again, had decided to re-record it before 2020 was 2020. And we had said, hey, so what had happened is Mark Hall, they did this television special where they invited their friends to come sing their songs. Oh, yeah. So he had, this is back in maybe 2018. Is it the same time Michael W. Smith did a similar thing? No, his, Michael's came after, but okay. a similar kind of thing. Yeah, And he had said, hey, friend, would you come sing Praise You in the Storm? And I'd never sung it before, but that was the first time I'd ever sung it. And I was like, oh, my oh my gosh. And he said, thank you. I'm never singing it again now. Because <laughs> it just was this moment. I mean, moment to be of, fair, you no, did do that no, to no, the no, song. No. <laughs> but it was because it was just this piano vocal, and it was so stripped down. And so when Bernie, who produces the record, is my husband, said, hey, you know, we're going to go put – the London Symphony on the it. London the London Yeah, like, Symphony you know, Orchestra. casual. Yeah. Um, no big deal. And then he was like, what would happen if we did Storm with just piano and the symphony? And it's funny because Mark gave the perfect quote. He said, this version helps you fully feel the tension mm, of yes. the goodness of God and the hardship of life and that we're somewhere in in the middle of it yeah, all the time. Yeah. And sometimes it's crap and sorry. Sometimes it's junk <laughs> and sometimes sorry, good. Crap, crap, crap. <laughs> we'll be all sometimes fine, it's yes. crap. And sometimes it's beautiful. And but I you know, my praise isn't determined by the good or the bad. Yeah. It's just I'm going to praise anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I think the way this arrangement is done, you, you're able to live in that tension yeah. because you, you sonically you feel the tension mm-hmm. in the strings. And so, um, and then 2020 is 2020. And I feel like that song is something people have so connected to again. Yes. And I think it's just because they were like, it's the song we needed to reborn yeah. and we didn't even know it. Yes. I mean, yes. The first time I heard it, I was like, I know, though. I know, I know this. this <laughs> and it, But it is it is new again. Mm, it's new again. It's I got a, a hymn feeling. Oh, okay. It's just those songs. It's those songs that you're like, okay, 50 years from now, yeah. this song will still speak. Because yes. it's it's really not an arrangement or a singer. It's... It's the it's the lyric. It's the truth. It's that yes. truth in there that's that right. just like stands the test. Of that's time. for me when my house gets stressful, and I'm the only one who lives there. Yes, when my house gets <laughs> stressful, or when I wake up and I'm not in the right space yes. and I can't get myself there. Yes. if I will put a little oil in my diffuser. Yes, yes, and put worship music. Peace on. and calming. Yeah, that's right. It's a piece of calming. Some yes. stress away. Yes, and if I will just put that in the diffuser and put music on. Yes, I don't have to sing. I don't have to stop no. and raise my hands. I can still be getting ready. But if that is over me. Yes. Yes. I know that's a, that's another Christian thing is singing over me, but literally, yes. if that is going over my head and almost like raining over me, yes, then then it changes me, even if yes. I'm not trying to let it change. Yes, me. and but so singing you have to over work you yourself does into because that. I say the same thing about the word, and it and it and some people do this, some people don't because they are like, no, that's strange. I read the word out loud mm-hmm. because I need to hear it yeah. as well as just read it. I'm also not like I'm a audible learner oh, okay. more than a visual learner, but there's something that just happens to my spirit when I read it out loud. And some people are like, wait, like, like out loud, like just sitting there, where's the reading out loud? I'm like, I, I, I do. Yeah. But then what happens is I believe that when you speak the word, it like doesn't return void. So yeah. you're talking about the atmosphere, you're putting yeah. it you're putting it into the atmosphere mm-hmm. of your home. So mm-hmm. my kids are hearing me. Or like you're putting it yeah. out in the atmosphere of your home, which is exactly what worship music is, which is just the word with a melody. Yes. You know? And that that in the atmosphere of your home, it does something to the atmosphere of your heart, but also of of your mind and your house. Yeah, that's right. I think so. I mean, I haven't yeah. read. Uh, maybe that's what I'll do in December is read out loud the Gospels. Ooh. I'm real concerned. I mean, I had a real moment in October. I was like, I'm going to miss Jesus yeah. so much next year. Oh God, Like, even though I'll, he'll, st- he'll still be Jesus. But versus being with him every yes. day in, in the New Testament I'm, or in the Gospels. And so I'm... I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm I've stole this is at least the fifth thing I've stolen from you at least and I am stealing that well we have a little plan you can read like I can give you a little January please February do. March April yeah yeah please I can send it to you. please please when when do you get to start traveling this stuff do y'all know when do I people don't know you know so we're actually I don't know when this is airing but we're this month okay so we like um I've been doing a Christmas tour uh, with another artist named Danny Goki this will be yeah, our fifth forever year. yeah and and we were kind of like, oh, we're probably not going to get to do it. But we're mm-hmm. doing seven shows, so it's not Good. very many. But we're yes. doing seven, and we're like, we'll even do three if somebody yeah, have us. That's right. So at least that's what it is now. Yeah. We don't know because 
COVID right now, every week changes a little bit. Every day changes a little bit. Yeah. So who knows? But right now we're planning on doing the seven. And then next year, How know, can we get tickets to those seven? Websites. Okay, yeah, great. My website great. Um, or Danny's website. So we believe we're going to get the tour next year, yeah, you know? We do so too. we're thinking like February, but okay. I don't really know. Isn't that I funny? We just have to like open hands about every plan you, we make. You have to. Whether honestly, it's dinner or... I think that's going to end up being a real gift in this. Yeah. I, I, it's so funny because you can always find the negative in anything. And I already told you I'm super positive. So, of yeah. course, I'm going to be like, guys, there's going to be something so good that comes out of let's this. Let's just try. Yeah, let's just, let's just believe it. And it says the people who are listening right now going, yeah, easy for you to say, lady. Yeah. I haven't had a job and whatever it is. Yeah. And my heart is is literally, I think that's the part that's been so hard is watching the people we know and love that. Uh, you know, their livelihood is live touring. Like oh, our town. My has, lighting yeah. guy, my sound engineer, yes. a road manager, uh, yes. you know, the, uh, Amazon, yes, but almost everybody who's delivered Amazon packages to me way too many times every day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Is like a musician mm-hmm. or a touring, like, you know, a crew member or you're like, I mean, yeah. one of my tour people was my hostess at a restaurant last week. <gasps> oh, see, but I was like, the Lord, they have Ansley, a job, but it's killing I love me. you so much. It's killing We're me. We're going to go as quick I as we know. can. <laughs> I know, it's killing me. It's killing me. Yeah. But... Hopefully and prayerfully for their sake and for their family's sakes, we'll get to go back to touring, even yeah. if it looks a little different. And it might for a while. Yeah. I don't expect 100% capacity for a while. Mm-hmm. But even our mm-hmm. Christmas tour, like some of the rooms are only 30% capacity. Yeah. That's going to be awkward. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be different. <laughs> like, it used to be that like I'd be like, oh, my gosh, if, it, if we were doing a show that didn't sell well, I can't believe I'm admitting this out loud. We'd yeah. get on Facebook and be like, give away tickets for free. Do whatever yes. you have to. Yes. I just don't want to be in an empty room. room. Please don't make me be in an empty room. It's so yeah. awkward. Now yes. we're like... Uh, this is basically uh, this an empty is, room. Yeah, this is what we did yeah, not the want. Lord yeah, will yeah, yeah. Your pride in one way or another. That is right. Actually. I'm with you though on the control <laughs> thing. I I have I like who I've become. Where yes. every plan is open handed versus yep. me going like, hey, here's the next twelve months, totally. no matter what. Totally. And totally. this is more like, I mean, I here's this some is, things on the calendar. Yeah. Let's see. And as creatives, it forces us to find, which is why Bernie and I even started doing a song mm-hmm. a day. It wasn't because it was like, oh, you know, we're gonna we didn't have some grand plan right. to do a song every day of quarantine. But what happened, and especially because everybody was doing something every day, there yeah. was some IG live or yep. some, there was so much noise. I don't know if now you think about it, but that's why we never said anything. Yeah. It was never a, hey guys, so yeah. how are you today? And yep. we never said anything because I was you like, just, if I hear one more, hey guys, I, I'm literally right. going to throw my phone right. out the window. Right. So it's like, just turn on the iPhone, and we didn't have a, a setup. There was yeah. no, like, professional microphone. It's just our iPhone. But we're like, this is what we have. We yeah. have a phone and a piano and a voice. So yes. we're just going to do what we have with what we have. And it ended up making such a huge difference for so many people. You didn't even expect it. But honestly, it's because it was doing something for us. It was yeah. like, it's giving us a creative outlet. It's just giving yeah. us a moment for 15 minutes a day where we're, we're – there's some – like something that we know and love that's mm-hmm. been stripped from us. And mm-hmm. we get to have a moment where we're like, that's right. We, we're musicians for a living. Yes. That's right. We're musicians. Yes. And I think that, you know, you've had to find ways to be creative mm-hmm. in this season. And that's the beauty of it. Because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, we don't have to be on the road. That's right. <laughs> but we want to go back. But we like the road. I like seeing people. I like yes. hugging people, yes. which will be even oh, farther away. Gosh. Oh, but at yes. least we'll all be in the same I room. Know. I just looked it up, and this episode comes out on the 23rd oh, of November. Awesome. So happy almost I Thanksgiving. Know, right before Thanksgiving. And officially, this is today, the 23rd, is the sixth birthday of the podcast. So you're on, <gasps> oh, on our birthday. birthday. Thank you very much. Thank oh, you very I'm so much. Honored. What an yes. honor to have you. I'm That's so very honored. kind. That's We're having a party cool. tonight, all sorts of things. Super so. cool. Well, oh I, I just want to thank you for for the work you and Bernie have done for so long. I mean, mm. you have you have given your life. Mm-hmm. to to give us music that changes the atmosphere in my house mm. and therefore changes me. That and that is such a gift. That's that such a gift. A so thank you. Thank I you for that. I hope you get to go back on the road. I hope a lot of people buy this album so that you I, I know your seat and I know my seat. Mm. We are blessed, mm. but we would love to hire everyone back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That has would. ever worked with us. Yes. And we so, would. so I hope a lot of people we buy the certainly album. Certainly would. Oh so my that word. you get thank to hire every so single sweet. person for the road. 
code that you want to hire. You. And so thank you. And somebody who's been watching you from afar, Annie, and I'm just taking a second, but like I've known you for a long time yes. and I've 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 but I watch things and I feel like I'm definitely would never I'm not going to be a person that says I have a prophetic word. I'm just oh, not. I'll take it though. I, but I, if I if I felt like that was my gift, but what I've watched and especially from afar is when you're super gifted at teaching and writing and you're funny because that's you. You're you're so nice. gifted. Your 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 gifting is like so evident. But there's been something that's happened in the last from just what I see of you, right? I would maybe say 18 months, maybe. I don't really mm-hmm. know. But there's been gift. You have gifting, and then you have anointing, mm-hmm. and then you have authority. Mm. And authority is different than gifting and anointing. Yeah. And a lot of times people want anointing. So death, like, how do I get the anointing? I just want God yeah. to anoint me. And anointing has nothing to do with us. Right. But authority actually does because it means that we have to step into, mm. submit, Give yourself to the reading of his word, which I would say you've always been, and I'm not doing a good job of explaining what I see, but you're still incredibly funny, incredibly gifted, incredibly entertaining. All of the things where you make everybody feel like you are there, like everybody who listens to this podcast is convinced that you guys are friends. We're like, friends. <laughs> whether they've ever met you or not doesn't really matter because we're like, oh my gosh. So and anyway, today, Annie and I my were like, Annie. Gonna, the totally like, I love it you are so everyone's much. friend and that really. is your gifting. Mm-hmm. But your authority is in a different place of understanding the word and the way that you now use your gifting with the way that you have an understanding and an authority in God's word is the thing that's taken you to a completely different place as not just entertainer, speaker on a conference circuit, Annie, but it says pastor Annie. Mm. And it's a, it's a different thing. And I just, I just, I love you. And I want you to know that I I see that just from watching Instagram or listening to your podcast, but it's a really incredible thing, a thing to see. Really incredible thing. I I received that as you were going through. I I was like, as you were saying it, I felt the Lord being like, "Listen to her." No, listen to her. So I am. I am. I will receive it. I'm glad it's recorded. It's real deal. I have a. I have a a recording that I listen to almost every morning of some words like this, and it's that's so in line. Because when I can't, like when I I, when I don't want to get up and read the Bible, Mm -hmm. at least I can listen to that recording and it gets me started. I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm gonna do it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Can we ask you one? last question yes this is our last question we always ask because the show is called that sounds fun tell me what y'all do for fun oh my gosh we didn't cancel netflix don't judge no, me no i didn't either i didn't either like, i've watched everything netflix has yeah. out. <laughs> so i've run out i would like to say i'm deeper than that yeah. but actually one of our favorite things to yes. do in all the world is to eat our favorite snacks and yes watch a great show like a really good amazing so i appreciate i appreciate television okay um but but more than that also i just really love to be with my family and i love games so we are games people oh yeah i love (gasps) games so sequence is our our big game um that the girls love and then the girls all love it too yeah and then we invented this game um during quarantine uh called quarter football okay and it has stuck, and it has become one of the most fun. It, it, it's going to sound so ridiculous, but we have this island in our kitchen, yeah. and we use tape and a, a little sink in the island, uh-huh. and we use gaff tape uh-huh. to make the yards, right? And then you have to stand at the end, and you're starting at, at like, the 10-yard line with your quarter, uh-huh. and you have to flick it with your finger, and if Great. it drops into the sink, you get nothing. Okay. If, it, if it lands right, there's, like, the touchdown line that's right on the edge. <laughs> of the sink you get a touchdown <laughs> and if you get to a certain point in four downs you can try to kick a field think, goal oh this is great and that's getting over the sink yeah so it's like it's actually <laughs> but it like really worked to yes. entertain us and now we're like this game will last and it'll probably last yes. two generations my kids will be teaching their kids yes. quarter football <laughs> oh i love it um also can i ask you if you watched ted lasso it's on no. Apple. I'm I'm putting this out right because it's I need a new Netflix, show. It's on Netflix, sadly. It's need, on Apple. I need a though. new show. It's so good. It's about an American football coach, which we're both American Gosh, or we're both football need, people. Yes, I need and this right now. And he gets hired to go coach a Premier League soccer team in 
England, Bernie is going to. Oh love wait, wait, it. wait, wait, wait! It's what's his name? It's um Jason I, I, Sudeikis. Yes, I've seen um just an ad for it. Yes, yes, y'all will. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that. you will love it because yes. I love international. Like my favorite shows are British crime dramas. Yes, really? Yeah. So like Peaky Blinders kind of stuff. Oh, I love it. Well, Hinterland, which is like yeah, I haven't I, even heard of it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Okay. But have you seen um uh, Broadchurch? Oh yes, I love Broadchurch. Yeah. So anything like that is like okay. a show. Okay. It's, I don't mean to be dark, but like, no. but anything that's like also just. And when they're British, they don't overact quite as much. Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of feel like you're watching something that's real or like Luther. Oh yeah. God, okay, we need to end the we show. We must <laughs> um, Natalie, thanks for doing this. I love oh, you so you. much. I love you so I'm much. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me I can't me wait on. for people to get No best. Stranger. It's thank available. You. So thank you. Thank get you. It. All right. Love you. Oh, friends, don't you love Natalie? She's just the best. My gosh, I adore her. I absolutely adore her. What beautiful thoughts. Make sure you get a copy of Natalie's new album, No Stranger. And follow her if you don't already. Tell her thank you for being on the show today. And also check out her website for tickets to those Christmas shows. I saw her just announce it, and I am stoked. If you enjoyed this conversation with Natalie, you'll probably also like episode 207 with Katie Pestless. And episode 124 with Meredith Andrews. So be sure to check those out. If you need anything else from me, I'm celebrating a podcast birthday, but I'm still pretty easy to find. It's Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the places you may need me, that's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Thank you for a very fun six years. Have a great week. Great Thanksgiving week for our U.S. friends. And we'll be back here on Thursday on Thanksgiving Day with an episode with Kimberly Williams Paisley talking all about the movie she's been in, her Christmas movies that come out this week, and food insecurity and what we can do to help our neighbors be well fed. It's a really important Thanksgiving Day episode, and I hope you will enjoy it. Y'all have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you on Thursday. Thursday.